Some shows lean left, some lean right, but we lean local and business. This is North Georgia Business Radio X with Phil Benelli. For the next hour, we will celebrate the businesses in our area and the people that run them. Find us on Facebook at North Georgia Business Radio X and online at NorthGeorgiaBusinessRadioX.com. Now, here's Phil Benelli. Our history is the foundation for our future. How conscious are we of building it? Welcome to the show today. I am honored uh, to have as a guest Mr. Brian Daniel, owner of Carol Daniel Construction. Uh, And we're going to talk about their legacy, their foundation, and and all the great things that they're building for both their future and the future of this community. Brian, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Phil. Thanks, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here, and uh, this is a, a, going to be a fun 30 minutes. Yes, I love the uh, the legacy aspect of business. And um, right here before we start, Brian, I appreciate you bringing me this gift of the uh, a commemorative book of Carol Daniels' 75th year, which was three years ago now. Absolutely. Started in 1946. So, yeah, I thought you'd enjoy that little history of uh, our company and and, uh, Gainesville, including the building we're sitting in here, the original Jacobs Media WDUN building on Thompson Bridge Road, built in 1955. So, That is so cool. So, folks, I wish I could show you. I'm looking right now at a picture from the book. Yes, 1955, the building that we're in, the first iteration built by Carol Daniel Construction all that long ago. And here you are sitting in a room recording a show. I love it. I just love it. Um, so the company started 77, 78 years ago now. 1946. 1946. Right. And and so, so many of these cool business stories in uh, in Gainesville, Hall County, Northeast Georgia, as I walked in. Also, Jacobs Media this year itself is, uh, is mm. 75 years old. So uh, they started in 1949. Uh, when uh, Mr. Jacobs uh, and uh, I guess the Dunlap family started the, that this company, and then the, the the building we're in was built five or six years later, so uh, so many of those uh, so many of those stories across <laughs> Northeast Georgia. It's a great great business community with a lot of legacy and history, right? So, was this your grandfather who founded the company? That's right. My grandfather Carol uh, moved here um, after World War II. He did his service at Fort McPherson in Atlanta. Okay. Um, he was a, a little bit old, I think, to go to Berlin or, or uh, the, the Pacific, so he, uh, he he found himself staying stateside and was at what is now Tyler Perry Studios, right, at uh, Fort McPherson. Wow. And uh, <clears throat> came to Gainesville uh, for some assignment with the military and met my grandmother. And that's how the Daniels got to Gainesville and started wow. uh, started his business right 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 here in Gainesville in '46. So was he in construction prior to the war? I think so. He was from um, a small town in northern Virginia, and I think had built some houses around uh, suburban Washington D.C., Maryland, northern Virginia, uh, but moved down here and and initially did a few homes, residential homes in uh, in this area. Uh, in the late '40s, before uh, migrating into uh, the commercial construction business, and we had a we had a retail store, like a, a building supply store, Georgia Building Supply. All right, which we still have as our equipment business is Georgia Building Supply now. But but it was started at the same time as Carolina Construction Company on Athens Street. How interesting that yeah. that started out selling building supplies, and then I'm sure is now the largest user of building supplies in the region. I I believe that. You know Jesse Jewell, who his he got into the fully integrated poultry pr- in pretty similar time frame, and his company started selling feed 
So then he started selling chickens as well to have more uh, to sell the feed to. That's right. Another one of those interesting stories. Grandfather started it. Then father, your your mother is still involved, certainly a great face of the company. Tell us where the company is now with you at the helm. Tell us just a little bit about the company, what it looks like, what, what markets you serve, et cetera. Uh, yeah, l- l- tremendous growth over these last uh, 20 years. Uh, we have, um, we've always had uh, an industrial base. Uh, my, my grandfather did work in the textile industry in the 40s and 50s and 60s. And as that, uh, that business mostly went overseas, right? The textile business in North Georgia and the Carolinas um, is, is much, much smaller, obviously, than it once was back in those days. Um, but poultry took its place, and uh, we, we've always had a presence in that food and beverage sector. Uh, about half of our business is um, industrial and, and commercial type work like that, and the other half is uh, uh, public work. So we do uh, K-12 through education, a lot of uh, a lot of folks are familiar with the work we do for school systems around the state of Georgia. We're Georgia's largest K through 12 school builder. Um, we build uh, higher education facilities like Lanier Tech here in town. The Technical College System of Georgia and the Board of Regents uh, are, are great clients of ours. We do work for Hartsfield Airport and uh, MARTA. So we have a transportation group in the Georgia Ports Authority. In fact, we're uh, about to build the. The Blue Ridge Connector here at 365, the new inland port for the Georgia Ports Authority. Exciting uh, news for our area, and uh, I think it'll be a great, uh, great uh, asset for growth for that industrial market and all the manufacturing in our area. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so a, a good mix of public and private. Mm. If you're just joining us on the show, uh, our guest is Brian Daniel, owner of Carroll Daniel Construction. Brian, if for you know those business owners out there listening, and maybe they don't have as defined of a niche, um, maybe they're kind of doing the shotgun approach. How how did you all settle in on these niches? Of, okay, this is you know the industrial component, and then the public works component. Was it just you were doing all sorts of jobs, and then found these are the ones we're really best at? How did that all? Because you're pretty set. You've got some solid divisions now. How that come about? That's a great question. And in our business, when uh, we we meet with clients to uh, interview for projects, when we're when we're trying to get hired to do a project, the the client wants experience. They want you know they mm. want, a, they want a, a contractor who's built many projects just like theirs. Brings an experienced team of people to the table. Brings so it, it does force you to want to be more specific and and shoot. We say shoot with a rifle, um, but. As we we have we're broken into six business units, Phil. So we have three business units in Gainesville, we have two in Atlanta, and one in Greenville, South Carolina. And when we've started new business units, we we talk about um, we talk about the the mouth of the funnel. These guys are going to start their business effort with a with a wider, more shotgun approach, and they 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 may do different types of work as they build a team and they build some experience and they get their feet underneath them as a as a business unit, and then <clears throat> as the business unit matures and grows, it gets towards the neck of the funnel and they get more specific. And they're mm-hmm. you know, either like the, the Greenville guys are now almost exclusively manufacturing where they, they started off building a team doing a, a more diverse mix of things. So um, that, that's exactly the way we think about, think about um, building a team is just that um, offering that, that uh, specificity of experience. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. 
I think a word of wisdom for our listeners, if you don't have that specificity yet, look out there and see where does that need to be for you. If you have a shotgun approach, what customers are you serving the best? Um, And let go of those industries that you're not providing the best service to and focus on the ones, even if it's six different sectors, that's great. Where do you add the most value? Focus exclusively on that and, and you'll be glad that you did. On building those teams, one thing I've always admired about you all is that better than I think any company in town, you all do a tremendous job, from what I can see, of developing leadership. And you've got a lot of young leaders. What are some keys to doing that? Well, that's another great point, Phil. So whether you're selling buildings or whether you're selling, uh, we're in the banking business or, or selling radio spots or shoes or lemonade or cars, whatever your business it's all about people. Right? Mm. I mean, really mm. it, it is. And, and you, you, uh, the, the people who represent you and represent your brand, the people who deliver the product you sell, we're in a service business as much as anything. We deliver a product at the end of the day, but there's a year and a half of service and delivery along the way. And, uh, the, the people are, are critical. And, uh, so, uh, hiring great people, people who represent your values is important. Investing in those people, uh, making sure that they're, they have opportunities for growth and that, that you know, my job is to make sure that they're, they have a place that they, they, they want to be working. And mm. We want to attract that talent that way. Right? I, I love that. After this break, I want to dive into how you make such an attractive place for them. We'll pick back up with that after this break on North Georgia Business Radio X. If you want to build a company, if you want to build a building, you've got to focus on building leaders. Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, joined here today by Mr. Brian Daniel of Carroll Daniel Construction. Brian, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks, Phil. Before the break, um, we were talking about what I perceive as you all doing a tremendous job of building a leaders. And, um, you know, Brian referenced... At the end of the day, they're, they're delivering buildings, but that comes after, let's say, an average of a year and a half of tremendous service in getting that building built, plus all the time prior to that. And so it's a people business. You've got to get the right people. And you all, I think, do a great job, and you referenced it a little bit, of retaining and building and training those people. How? What, what are some keys that you have found are important for, for getting, creating an environment that great people want to be a part of? Well, we, we certainly just believe in that, Phil. I mean, I'm, mm. we work very hard at it, uh, but that, as I mentioned before the break, that that's true of, I believe, of any business, right? It is all about, it's all about people. And, um, and so, yeah, that's a, it's a great compliment. And, uh, and we, we do, we work very hard at it. Your, I know your industry, you know, the leaders, the construction leaders are aging, so you've got to bring in a new generation. How do you build them up? Is it kind of a uh, an apprentice mentorship with the older crew leaders? What's been the key to developing these young people? Yeah, another great observation. I, I came back here in 2001, and my dad died in 2003. And you know, then I was I was 28 years old, and I was the I was the baby in the room. And uh, and you know, the years have gone by, and I have a little more gray hair and, and a, little, a little bit less hair in general than I did before. And uh, so we all are getting older, and we're you know we're we're always thinking about 
Um, who's that next generation of leader to come in behind us, uh, not just in the executive leadership of the business, but in all parts of our business? Uh, and um, that that's uh, something that we, we, we pay a lot of attention to and talk a lot about. So we do have, uh, we have different leadership training programs mm-hmm. uh, in our business. We have a young leader program that we have, uh, obviously, our, our younger, uh, you know, our 20-somethings or new-to-the-business employees uh, just out of college or, or early in their career. Uh, we have a mid-level management training program, and these are year-long programs that are um, four to eight sessions long, uh, and, and they, they just train on a variety of different topics, and they're, they're more um, soft skills, leadership, type skills than they are technical in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've been doing that for about four years now and a very, uh, very successful program. Um, and then that's not to mention the efforts we have. And um, you and I've talked about our apprenticeship program mm-hmm. in the past uh, that we've, uh, we were in our sixth year with, and that, that program uh, takes folks young in their career that um, aspire to be field superintendents in our business mm-hmm. and uh, moves them along faster in their career than they would have uh, otherwise uh, gotten there, the, what we call the old school way, right? Like coming up through labor, carpenter, uh, foreman, mm-hmm. superintendent. That path still exists. We have a lot of those, but an apprentice would just get there faster, right? So we have that. And then we have, um, we have all types of training uh, that we do, technical training, safety training, uh, that we do in our facility here in Gainesville and then remotely for our folks that are, uh, are not located in North Georgia. So, yeah, okay. we invest a, a lot of time and energy and, and just believe in that. And uh, it's a, definitely a core value for, for us and our business. I love it. The, and the kind of folks that you want to have, they thirst for growth. Even if they might not initially verbalize that or realize that you want people who want to grow and, and their, what they're doing and their skill set. Are all of your training programs, are they all in-house, or do you bring kind of outside consultants and things like that to fill gaps? Yeah, but definitely both. So uh, we have uh, subject matter ex- experts that teach certain technical skills. Obviously, they're our people teaching other people in our business. But then we absolutely bring in, uh, you know, guest uh, experts uh, for different technical skills or, or those leadership programs we do. Those are sometimes... Um, Andrew Oxley here in town does a lot mm, for us. Mm-hmm. He's a great asset. He does for great our work. And uh, we'll plug for Andrew. But um, his, his, his firm's been a, a great asset. And we use uh, uh, other, other folks for that type of leadership training and uh, personal development uh, often. If you're just joining us on the show, our guest is Brian Daniel, leader of Carol Daniel Construction. This next segment of the show is brought to you by Rich Life Advisors. Rich life is about building the life you want, putting people first, and giving you clarity into not just your financial future, but what you want for your personal future and vision. Check them out at richlifeadvisors.com. That's richlifeadvisors.com. So you, you have that excellent radio voice, and it just reminds me, I know we're here to, to talk about Carol Daniel, but you, you and I have done some banking business together in the past, and you've uh, Hopewell Farms, you, you're a farmer now. True, and uh, you are uh, all over the place with your nonprofit and your philanthropy and your speaking and get you're a rapper and an amateur musician. We might do that today, and and now a radio star. And uh, you're you're our local Renaissance man, Phil. This is uh, uh this is fantastic. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I I have found, well, if you're doing things you're passionate about, then they kind of build on each other, and you wouldn't think that commercial banking and farming would build on each other. 
But to many extents, they do because, uh, and I'll just take 30 seconds. We got to get back to you. No, no, this is much more interesting than me. But if you are, you know, a lot of farms are not run with a business mindset. And I I love farming because I love what we do. With, we're building up a healthy environment and we're making a, a truly healthier and more delicious and nutritious food product to serve people. But if I don't run it like a business and make money, I can't do that. Yeah, uh, It's not, uh, there's no get, get rich quick uh, farming scheme. Yeah. You know, that's not going to happen. But you've got to maximize your profits so you can further your mission. So my banking experience helps me with that. But also the fundamental principles of farming with reaping and sowing and that there are chores which must be done every day to further the mission, that serves me in business and serving uh, banking clients because these principles, they, they flow across uh, everything that you do. Those, those things that make businesses successful, again, back to car salesmen or lemonade or buildings or farming or whatever, that there are a very few principles that, you know, do what you said you're going to do, hard work, yep. I mean, all the stuff mom and dad taught you. Those are, those are the keys to success. Is that, they work. Right. They do work. They right. work. So you sound like, you know, this is the things that we tell our children, right? That, that, you know, I've loved it. Last year we started doing corporate team buildings. Wouldn't, that's what I've called it. It doesn't really describe it because it's not built around trust falls, you know, but like a, a, you know, kind of like a farm team event I've loved doing that because I love getting groups there to use these principles from farming to help them in their business and feed them grass-fed burgers. So it's a good combo. So my experience with Hopewell Farms is, uh, as you know, but for those folks at home, so uh, my friend Phil calls or emails me and he says, hey, for Thanksgiving, we have uh, wonderful turkeys. And uh, so I said, you know what? I want to support Phil and uh, I'm going to get a turkey from, from Hopewell this year. So I, I, he, he asked, do you want a big one or a little one? <laughs> You know, the new farm effort, I'm thinking that this uh, this could be like a little hen or, a, you know, a chicken or like a dove or something small. So my family of four, you know, I've got a football player at home. I said, well, we want a big one, Phil. You know, we, we need a big one. So he shows up the day, the Monday before Thanksgiving in, in his pickup truck with a 29-pound turkey. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. 29 pounds. And uh, and and so, I, um, I, folks, if you buy a Hopewell Farm turkey and you ask for the big one, <laughs> my family of four plus mom or five, we're, I think we just ate our last turkey sandwich like last week. <laughs> oh, a, I love it. But it was fantastic. It was, and I've cooked turkeys all different ways. I've cooked them on the egg, and I've cooked them. I've cooked them in oil, and almost burned my house down in peanut oil before. I'm back to the oven. Best turkey I ever had. I appreciate yeah, that. Absolutely. Uh, I, I scaled down. I, I ordered the turkey pulse. A pult is a baby turkey. I ordered my turkey pulse to have a, 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 a majority of them arrive later mm-hmm. so that they wouldn't get quite so huge. But I did. I have si- <laughs> 55 coming that, that half of them should be that big. And I got to tell you, I was impressed because you were surprised with the size, but you were not intimidated. And there was only a handful of folks who took on those, you know, 29 to 32 pounders. And they're, they were all ambitious go-getter fellas, and they made it happen. 13 minutes a pound. You, you'd have to start, you know, in the middle of the night. Somewhere. you got to start pretty early <laughs> to cook that turkey. Oh, fun times. All right. We got to take a quick break. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to dive a little more into leadership and then take a different fun turn. After this break on North Georgia Business Radio X.
loving what you do. We all are going to put forth effort. We all have the same amount of time in the day. And if you're going to apply yourself at something and you want to build something big, I think it's impossible to do so without loving what you do. Welcome back to the show. I, of course, am your host, Phil Benelli, here with Brian Daniel of Carol Daniel Construction. Brian, when we were off air, we were talking a little bit about, you know, with the leadership position that you're in, running this very complex and large organization, you have a tremendous leadership team under you running different parts of the business. But you truly love the business and all the parts of it. And so you want to stay engaged in that. Share with the audience a little bit about what you love about what you all's industry gets to do. Well, I, I do have a great team. And, I, and I, you know, any any success we've had is I, I came back to a, a great team, a much smaller team, but it was a fantastic group of people who, you know, were in many cases became mentors for me. And then mm. we've, we've added to that group with uh, some fantastic leaders. And uh, so it, 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 is a, it is a great group that is, uh, I'm proud to work alongside every day, but just a lot of, a lot of fun. Uh, we just people that I enjoy being with, you know, so that, uh, that's, that's been a huge piece of our success for sure. And look, I, you know, I, I think of myself as coach of that team mm. in some ways. And so, uh, you know, like, like, uh, like, like any coach, a, a piece of that is, uh, you know, motivating that group. And, uh, but, um, but gosh, I, I hope that they see that uh, that I enjoy I enjoy this business. I really do. It's a it's a fun construction is a fun business because it, uh, we were, we were talking off off air that um, you know generally speaking, whether it's a a school or a, a industrial facility, they're building a new building or they're adding on because of growth, right? And there's something positive happening. So there's there's positive energy around why are they building? And nobody nobody builds a new building when their business is falling apart oh, right. and decline, right? It, you know, it's, it's good things are happening. So we're around businesses and, and institutions and organizations at a, at a cool time in their trajectory. And, uh, and, you know, that's, that's just, it's fun. It's dynamic. And, uh, and, and, and it, it's, it's good for me. I, it's project based. So, you know, you, you have the excitement of a new project and mm. then you work on that project for 18 months or however long. And then, you have this transition and you move on to a different project, hopefully with, you know, the same client, but there's, and that keeps it exciting too. So there's, there's, um, there's, there's change of scenery and pace and, and, mm-hmm. and all those things. And that helps with the dynamic nature as well. I love that because with it being project based and with you all having focused in on these six core groups, these niches, these core, you know, competencies, uh, competencies you're focused on, when these, when your clients are having this exciting, dynamic time in their business, that's probably also a little scary because they're growing. They have to make a new plant or a new school. You all serve this amazing role. You're not just building a building. You're consulting on, we've built so many buildings in your space. We can help you craft the perfect building for you. And boy, that's pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, just, a, it's always such an honor for us to be selected to be along for the ride for those businesses. And you, you know, you look, um, locally at, um, you know, at the, I used Lanier tech before the break, we were talking about what a, you know, that was a, a great, um, uh, that was one of governor deals, uh, signature initiatives and what that's meant for, uh, workforce development and economic development in our area. So now, you know, we're, we're done with the construction that's been several years ago, but we've, you know, we, I go, we go, you and I were there last Saturday night for a junior achievement event and, uh, to see the community use the facility and in, in, in those ways, but also with the, 
those students, you know, coming out into the workforce and what Lanier Tech means. But um, with the, you know, with the, the Hall County schools and with the Gainesville City schools, uh, you know, we, we, you know, just uh, really fun to be a part of those, mm. uh, those, those transformations and growths of, uh, of those systems. And then local businesses like, uh, you know, we're doing work with Eskimo Coal Stores. Their business is growing right now in uh, Fieldale and uh, Gold Creek Foods. And those, you know, in that, that particular industry is uh, which Gainesville is just known for. Um, just uh, yeah, we're always always honored to be along along with the ride with our, our these great customers and be part of their story, right? I love it. If you are just joining us here on North Georgia Business Radio X, we're joined by Brian Daniel of Carroll Daniel Construction. Just really having a great time talking about the great team he's built and the way that his great team is serving some great clients. There's some things woven into your comments which point me back to what I just love about capitalism. Your business. You do some things which are specifically philanthropic, your wonderful community partners. So thank you for that. But just by the fact that you are looking to build a tremendous business, in order to do so, you have to do things which build a better world around you. You're creating wonderful opportunity for all these folks in your industry. You're not just feeding families, but you're helping people find vocational fulfillment. You're helping them grow and get better. And then... In order to have a successful business, you have to help make the best schools that students are going to use for decades, the best cold storage facility that's going to employ a bunch of new people um, and provide excellent food safety. So it's just by looking to build a great business, you're making the world a better place. And it's just a wonderful thing about capitalism and the good old U.S. of A. So thank you for your part in that. Well, that was a really great um, commercial. Thank you. You're doing that. Yes, thank you. Um, and I, I just love that. Again, if you're a business owner out there, keep that. It's a tough, tough grind running a business and building a team. And Brian and I are sitting here uh, enjoying uh, this time together. But, hey, and building your business, there's been lots of lots of tough moments, I'm sure. Yeah, no, no doubt. So uh, this, like I said, I came back in uh, 2021. So this is 23 years for me back in, in Gainesville. And uh, there have been, uh, gosh, some really notable uh, not fun times along the way. <laughs> right. um, we had, uh, for the first, I guess, seven years of my time back at Carroll Daniel, we, we, we had great growth. We had sort of decided that we needed to um, try to grow the business. And uh, we, we felt like we were we either needed to be smaller or bigger. There was sort of a dead space where you could be, you know, the guy in the pickup truck and you could make a, a, a great living with, with, without the overhead of a, a bigger company, or you could, you could go compete with these big national companies and have all the bells and whistles and technology and capability. But in between there was a, there was a difficult spot where it was, uh, you, you got, you got beat from both ends. Right. And, uh, so we, we made a conscious decision to try to grow the business and, uh, <clears throat> and, and we wanted to, uh, we said, all right, well, we want to, we want to give people opportunity and be able to bring in new, mm. new people all the time. So that was a deliberate choice. And we grew for about six years, seven years. And then in 2008, we had our, our largest year ever in that year. Um, and I would go home and the world was already falling apart, right? And like Lehman brothers and, and the, the stock market crashing and the residential market was going, falling to pieces. And we thought, gosh, well, things are really still pretty good over here on Athens street. And, uh, 
I always say construction is commercial construction is a lagging indicator. Mm-hmm. We are today working on contracts that we signed a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. So we're more a reflection of what was happening in the market a year ago. Right. And we learned that the hard way. So from 2008 to 2010, we lost 75% of our sales volume. It dropped. And then of the 25% we had left, um, we weren't making very much money on that. So we had compressed margins on a reduced revenue and it was it was rough it was very rough and i always said if one more person came to me phil and said you know what we're all going to be better off in the long run i was going to hit him in the mouth because i was tired of hearing that um but it was true you know it 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 forced us all whatever industry we were in to really internalize and reflect on what we're doing and how we could make that better and you know carolinial for one came out of that with a with a mindset of being uh um, being more specific and, mm. and being um, being more um, the way we procure work uh, or the way we the, the work that is procured by our clients we um, rather than um, rather than uh, chase commoditized type work we we tried to find areas where we could offer differentiators mm-hmm. where we could ex- clearly explain why we could do something that a competitor could not and it really was a, a, a truly different way for us to look at, at business, and we got better. Um, and then, you know, we, we, uh, we, we got back on a growth path, and then uh, things rocked along really well until 2020, and they had this uh, pandemic that rocked the whole wide world. Whose and, idea uh, was that? Yeah, it was terrible. Let's not do that again. No. Uh, so hopefully we have that behind but us. But thrived through it. We're going to pick back up on um, – thriving through difficulty or at least putting yourself in a position to thrive after this break on North Georgia Business Radio X. Surviving and thriving through times of difficulty and change. One thing is guaranteed, we will all go through difficult periods, difficult times in our business, our personal life, and the economy. But how do we build to thrive through that? Welcome back to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm your host, Phil Benelli, joined by Brian Daniel of Carol Daniel Construction. Um, Brian, thank you again for being on the show. It's been so fun. I hate it's the last segment. Yeah, this has been great. Thanks for having me. Um, One thing we were talking about before the break is... Look, we can see how awesome the company is now. You've got this beautiful flagship building right there in Jesse Jewel Parkway. Um, and things are good, but things aren't always good. And going through the last recession, things were tough. Revenues fell by 75%. On the other 25, margins were down, um, and it was tough. What do you think were some keys for you all, how you operated during that period, to help you thrive to where you're at now. Yeah, you know, keep, I keep going back to people, but mm. I mean, we, we had great people that stuck with us, you know. Mm. And, uh, so we had great, great employees that stuck with us, customers that, um, gosh, I remember, you know, some of the, the, the smaller things we do for you know, repeat local businesses, those were those were the clients that were making payroll for us in, in, in those times. So um, relationships are, are key in any business. You know, com- common theme, we keep coming back to it, but it is it's just so true. Um, and some of the, some of the things that have come to define our business, you know, we would, you know, if you've got me in an elevator, my speech would be, you know, why are, why are we different? Well, you know, we we think we're, 
we're you know we, we have all those you know big company type capabilities but we we want to be nimble flexible people-centered client focused all that that sort of thing and hey you know we, we've reminded ourselves of all that in the recession you kind of uh, you, you you really go back and remember who you are and who you want to be and what, what direction you want to focus on so um, we just we, we we stuck to those things and doubled down on them and uh, we, we made it made it through like a, like a lot of other great businesses locally and uh, and, and across I guess globally you know it was just a, mm. it's a bad time that was our that was our great depression right I, mean, I remember you know my my grandmother my grandparents uh, I grew up spent a lot of time here in, uh, in in Gainesville and they were you know, I spent uh, Friday Friday nights watching the Dukes of Hazard in Dallas <laughs> and Falcon Crest over there at me mom and D-Dad's house and, oh I love it but my my grandparent my grandmother she never threw away tinfoil or paper bags and uh, she would she would take those and shove them in a little drawer by her refrigerator and and you know she had money to go buy tinfoil and paper bags but that was just you know in her head. That was her perspective because she had uh, she had been a little girl in uh, in the Great Depression, born in, in the you know in the early twenties, mm. and so she was um, you know a little girl in nineteen twenty nine. But through the thirties and the Dust Bowl and then World War Two and all that stuff, she you know she had been raised in that era, and and that's the lens you know for me. It'll be that Great Recession uh, that I look mm-hmm. at business every every decision we make. It's like all right, well you know uh, what what if right right you know, it helps you helps you have a conservative approach and. Um, business is a balance, you know, you have to, you have to be willing to take risk, measure risk, but they have to be measured risk, right? You have to say, you know, look at it from several different angles and think through, think through all the, all the possible outcomes, right? I love that. One of my favorite quotes, and I don't even know where it came from, is hard times make strong men, strong men make easy times, easy times make weak men, and weak men make hard times. And it's just a cycle that goes back and forth. And, you know, your grandfather the, the, and, you know, Mr. Jacobs back in the day, they came through hard times, the Depression and then World War II. And they built this amazing, not just U.S. as this leading force, but an amazing global economy. And um, we do have easier times now. And it's good to go through those tough things because that, that builds you up. So all people talk about the young folks coming up and how, you know, they're, they're no good and the world is doomed. But I always remind people, if you're a student of history, that in, you know, the 20s, you have these go-go dancers, speakeasy, um, uh, the roaring 20s lifestyle that, that um, historians, people were at the time, the older generation was saying, these kids, are they're going to ruin the world. And what did they grow up to be when they, they ran into hard times and World War II broke out? They became... The greatest generation, right? Of the time, right. So they grew up to me. So you know, I think the, I, I think, uh, I think the world's in good hands, and I have faith in, uh, in, in young folks and Gen Z and whatever generation comes. But we all, we all grow up at some point, and uh, and you know, take charge and uh, and find responsibility. And I think young folks will do that too. So I think they I'm will. An optimist, right? I love it. Yeah. And well, and you are one who is helping to craft that future because you're giving them opportunity and growth uh, to build that future. If you're just joining us on the show, we're here with Brian Daniel of Carol Daniel Construction. One thing I want to talk to you about, and I love we keep coming back to people. People and teams, it's the basis of everything. If, if you didn't have the people and the teams, it would be you and your pickup truck. Um, and you guys made the conscious decision to grow. How key do you think the continued growth is for those people? Because as I'm looking at that, um, not only does it create now opportunities for people to join the business, but I think people like knowing that I'm at a growing company, there's going to be more leadership roles created for me due to growth. 
Yeah, another great, it's like a banker, like you understand all these internal uh, things. So a great question. And as we internally, we have a conversation about now, you know, we're a couple of decades into that, st- still interested in growth. Why? 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 Do mm. grow, right. So you have to be able to answer that question as a leader. And, you know, we, we, our people hear me say all the time, our two whys are we, we, and it is our why statement as a business, creating opportunities. So if you're a mm. young person coming into the business in your 20s and you're, working underneath somebody in your thirties, uh, really the growth is the answer to how, you know, how we create opportunity for you. You're not stuck under this one guy forever. Mm -hmm. Do you want to be, you know, do you want to have opportunity for growth in your career and and move up the chain internally as a, you know, as a career move? So that's a great internal answer for us of why we want to grow. Also, also we, we talk about as we need to become more and more competitive on it, it, I talk about bells and whistles to compete with the mm. you know, national brands. They're, you know, these, these big national companies have all these capabilities. And we add capabilities um, if we grow. You think about revenue as the denominator in that equation and, and overhead is the numerator. You can spend more dollars of overhead and have new service offerings. But if you grow revenue, you can actually decrease. Think, you know, that, that's a, the, mm-hmm. the lower number has to grow faster. But your overhead goes down. So what right. we have to charge and cover as overhead. We become more efficient with growth, and that's just economies of scale. You know, simple business principle. But so that's another principle. We want to. We don't want to do less stuff than we did yesterday from service offering capability, all that. Um, but we obviously want to be more efficient tomorrow than we are today. So mm-hmm. those are our two whys, you know. And we we talk about those in, in, internally, and I guess now that I'm on the radio, I'm talking about them externally. But th- those are just you know very simple and clear reasons that uh, why we want to grow. Mm, I love it. If you are out there, and you're a young person, maybe in high school, thinking about your career path, boy, I tell you, you need to Google Carol Daniel Construction. If you're a parent out there, and you're thinking. I, I'm not sure what my, you know, my child doesn't have something they've expressed interest in. They need to to look at. We talk about the trades all the time, but there's so much more than just the actual physical part of the trades. There's so much good management and leadership and all these things that you all do in the project management um, piece. How many high school, is it interns that you call the high school students? Speaking of employment, i share some news with you. My, my daughter, my youngest, is employed as of yesterday. I got a retail job on, on our square and got All right. the proudest dad in the world, right? How what is that? her name? Callie. Callie. Yes. She'll, Ca- she'll love that I'm talking about her on the radio. Congratulations, Callie, for your <laughs> new job. That is awesome. I love it. And boy, retail is wonderful because... She's going to be developing those soft skills and people skills. Absolutely, yeah. Everybody's selling something, right? Everybody is selling something, and it's a good thing. It is a good thing. Mm. Well, I love it. I love what you all do. I, I really do. I, I, by building this wonderful company, you really are enriching lives all over the place. You do that intentionally. Again, you guys are wonderful at giving corporately. Um, of time and dollars, but just inherently you're building opportunity for people, which is wonderful. We are going to do a wrap-up, Brian, and I need your help. I need you to give me three things that we should wrap about. Oh, wow. I, I don't know that I can help you with wrap. I've seen you the do ideas. this before. You need, you're the idea this is man. Where I'm, you, so, folks, he has a clock, and there's a minute and three seconds left, and he springs it on me. This is not my gift. You don't have to, to wrap. You stage. don't have to wrap. You tell me. You're going to give me the ammo I'm going to wrap about. All right. Turkeys. Turkeys. All right. And we're going to wrap about um, construction. Constructions. And we're going to wrap about... Um, 
Do we want to rap about my daughter? We okay, do, all we right, do. buddy. It better be. Uh, yeah. Okay. Be good. Yeah. All right. All right. She's gonna love this one. Gobble gobble. There's turkeys everywhere. Man, I'm excited about Cali on the square. Working retail, building up those people skills. Construction, get a lot of value for the bills. Building people, building buildings, industrial, and with schools. If you want the best building, don't be a fool. Carol Daniel will build it the best for you. Just like eating Thanksgiving turkeys from the Hopewell Farms GA crew. Thank you, Callie. Thank you uh, for going out there and getting after it on Square. We appreciate you. Brian, thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time, audience. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Yep. You've been listening to North Georgia Business Radio X with Phil Vanelli. What local business do you know that should be highlighted on our program? Let us know. Just search North Georgia Business Radio X on Facebook or contact Bo at businessradiox.com. See you next time, and remember to support our local businesses.